They both use the same hairdressing service. Yes. Which is our world. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Well, they're the best, I guess. Well, I'm about to so. say, maybe it's just a popular hairstylist. In if you're Vegas. running for governor, you can't go to like super cuts. You got to. Great clips. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Guys, this is episode four of the 41 Files podcast. I think by the end of this, we'll have 41. 41, there you go. Uh, I'm digital producer Sam Hartle uh, in the 41 Action News podcast studio. It's Wednesday about 1.30. Uh, that's important because there are some things that are going on as we tape today in the uh, Governor Greitens uh, saga, turmoil, however you want to call it. I'm joined in the studio today by... Uh, political science professor from Park University, Matt Harris. Matt, good to have you. Good to be here. And uh, a familiar voice, Stephen Dial, uh, reporter. Stephen? Greetings. And on the phone, once again, uh, Tom loved being on the phone last week, and we loved, <laughs> we loved him last week. Uh, Tom Dempsey, reporter, uh, joining us. Uh, Tom has actually spent some time in the last week uh, in both state capitals in Jeff City and in Topeka, right, Tom? Mm -hmm. An eventful week. Yeah, absolutely. We were in Topeka just yesterday covering the school funding case. So a lot of back and forth, but uh, all exciting stuff happening right now in both states. It's been an exciting week. Well, I don't know if exciting is the is the right term for it. Um, but starting on Monday, uh, kind of the big story that came out on Monday was uh, the appointment of the special prosecutor by Judge Burleson. Uh, Stephen or Matt, I don't, I don't know if you guys want to jump in first on on how that played out on Monday um, and, and kind of the local connection to it. Yeah, definitely. We already had a local connection to this whole investigation with Representative Jeannie Lauer being on the Special Investigative Committee and now Jean Peter, Peters Baker being tapped to be the special prosecutor in this. It'll be interesting uh, for everyone to backtrack the charges uh, for the trial that we were talking about that was supposed to happen last week uh, were dismissed. And so the special prosecutor's job is to see, in her opinion, if she thinks that there's enough evidence to try the case. And I think a lot of people, some people might have been shocked when they heard JPB because, I mean, she's she's pretty tough and she's pretty thorough. And and uh, Matt, Matt, what do you think about the uh, the Jackson County prosecutor being involved in, and now this whole state issue? Well, you know, one piece of that that I, I heard a point made, uh, I believe it was on 41 uh, Action News on the 10 o'clock uh, broadcast uh, by uh, a local attorney, which was that, um, using the Jackson County prosecutor is 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 important in the sense that Jackson County is going to have the resources that are necessary, um, and really probably just St. Louis and, and the Kansas City area in terms of having uh, prosecutors with those resources that are going to be required for taking all kinds of, of new depositions and things like that. Uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting is even though there's a special prosecutor, the jurisdiction is still St. Louis County, and the trial would still be St. Louis County, which is interesting uh, because uh, Eric Greitens' campaign has started putting out uh, commercials. Uh, statewide, I think, but the majority of the money and the majority of the of the ads are airing in St. Louis, uh, uh, and these are ads with very uh, Trumpian language, uh, talking about the fake news and uh, tying Kim Gardner to, to George Soros. So, um, I guess in a sense, you could say Greitens is potentially looking at his political future, but I think specifically those ads are targeted for um, St. Louis, knowing that both this case and um, the computer tampering case, which we're still waiting on a grand jury there, those would both be taking place in St. Louis. I want to add something, too, kind of backing up what Stephen was saying, you know, about Jean Peters Baker being, you know, a big player. I mean, she's used to the spotlight. I mean, she's done a lot of media interviews, not for the Greitens case, but for many cases, uh, that, you know, that we've covered in the past. So, 
you know, the significance of this Greitens case uh, and, you know, the weight that it holds and the pressure that it brings to investigate it, that's nothing new for Gene Peters Baker. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see what she finds, if, if she finds anything in this case. Uh, Stephen, I know you and I were talking earlier in the week that, you know, if Gene Peters Baker finds something in this case, that's bad news for the Greitens team because she's very good at what she does. And, uh, you know, I think her appointment as special prosecutor in this is uh, definitely a you know, that's a notable decision, just knowing uh, her history. Guys, she sent out a press release uh, that afternoon where she kind of outlined the steps that her office was going to take in, in her review of it. But the one thing that she didn't include was a timeline. What What's a reasonable timeline, do you think, for her office to review this? Go ahead, Tom. <laughs> a reasonable, I mean, she's going to take her time, that's for sure. I mean, I think one of the the criticisms of Kim Gardner with this is that maybe she rushed to conclusions. Maybe she, you know, I spoke to multiple attorneys when I was in St. Louis and here in Kansas City who were saying they were surprised at how, you know, she sort of pressed charges first, that felony invasion of privacy charge against Governor Eric Greitens, and then sort of, you know, learned more about the evidence in this case, you know, and what I'm alluding to is the photo, that the photo didn't exist. They were surprised that, you know, she pressed the charge of felony invasion of privacy before knowing you know, if this photo was around or not. So, you know, as far as an exact timeline, I don't know, but I'm sure it's going to take, you know, longer than the last, you know, charge when it came down. She's going to take her time with this and really look into it, knowing the significance of, you know, with the governor's possible involvement in this. And, you know, I, I just think it's going to take her some time to really review all the facts that are out there. I mean, there's even more for her to review now, I believe, after, you know, uh, late January, um, I, I think it will take time, but as far as an exact timeline, I, you know, I'm just not sure. And just to say in short, kind of piggybacking off of what Tom said, I mean, Jean Peters Baker is pretty thorough. That's kind of her, her, uh, you know, I guess what people know her for. And so I'm, I would say, and I've talked to some people in the legal realm. I would say if she doesn't find anything, she's not going to just do it, just throw it out there, regardless of political leanings. I don't think she's going to. Uh, just do it just for for the publicity. If she doesn't find anything, I'm pretty sure that that case may be over. Yeah. Worth noting, too, I mean, if she does not find, let's not, I mean, I just don't want to put everything on Eric Grains at this point. If she does not find anything, Gene Peters Baker, okay, well then, you know, that puts a little bit more pressure on the St. Louis circuit attorney, I believe. That mm-hmm. Gene Peters Baker reviewed this case and didn't see that a charge right. was necessary. So there's going to be a winner and a loser no matter what Gene Peters Baker's decides to do so i just think it's you know it's not just eric greitens who should be paying attention to this obviously yeah and and tying it into uh, or tying uh, gene peters baker and, and her uh taking over the investigation into the uh special session one of the things that i've been taking note of the past couple of days as we've as uh, as the um uh, the investigative committee has been reading some of the depositions into the record. Um, it gives us a little bit of a sense of what uh, Greitens' attorney's strategy is going to be. And it, it really, I think, underscores how it's still a really, dif- it's a really difficult case. Um, even beyond the potential prosecute, uh, prosecutorial misconduct and what the, the behavior of the investigator and this type of stuff, without that photo, it's a case that relies very heavily on uh, testimony and, and particularly the, the the testimony of the uh, of the uh, of the victim uh, in this case or, or the alleged victim and so and if you look at like some of the questions that Greitens attorneys were asking her it's pretty clear that their that their strategy would be to kind of 
call her character into question, call the accuracy of her testimony into question, because they've been asking her everything from like, uh, you know, uh, everything from, you know, her relationship with her ex-husband to mm-hmm. like if she enjoyed Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, really, some really personal questions. Naval too. piercing and all this yeah. kind of stuff. So it, it gives us a sense of what the, the Greitens uh, uh, attorneys, uh, what his legal strategy is going to be. Matt, you talked about the woman, and if we go back to Monday real quick, uh, Monday night, 10 o'clock, the NBC station KSDK over in St. Louis, Casey Nolan, uh, we've all been following his reporting over here on the Kansas City side, um, came out with with probably the the interview so far uh, in this whole thing uh, when he interviewed KS. Uh, Stephen, you watched that interview. My, My assessment of it was... The things that she said weren't necessarily surprising, but the fact that she came out and said those things, um, pretty eye-opening. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people probably expected, you know, to hear the things that she said, but definitely hearing from the person that's involved and the emotion uh, that, you know, that she had uh, may touch or strike some people or change their opinion or, or, or whatever. I think what she said was probably expected. Casey getting the interview was very big and i wonder i mean he interviewed her at her lawyer's office and i know that a special prosecutor was appointed that same day earlier in that day uh possibly before that interview was done i wonder if her legal team and i'll ask tom and matt if her legal team was maybe saying okay well this case is over so we'll let her talk because i don't i don't understand the timing of of talking now What, what do you think tom or matt I don't know. I was surprised at you know, the fact that she just did the interview. I agree with you, Stephen. I mean, it's just, there's still, it's kind of undecided with it all. So for her to come out and say some of the stuff, you know, it was just surprising that, you know, I think she's been kind of wanting to kind of stay out of the spotlight. And to be clear, we didn't see her face during this interview. So, I mean, it's there's still a little bit of, uh, you know, I don't want to say mystery to her, but, you know, we still haven't, you know, she's still in, sort of anonymous with all this, but, you know, the timing, you're right, though. The timing did it was a little surprising because mm-hmm. considering that there's still some things left up in the air with this case. Yeah, I'll, one of the things. So, so I'm not really a I, I'm a political scientist, not a a lawyer. I try to play catch up with the law, but political science is more of of my uh, area. And so, one of the things that I'm interested in, and one of the things will be important to pay attention to, is all this kind of stuff that is made public, whether it's. Uh, the accuser uh, giving an interview, um, and this stuff that's being read into the record of the special session, and these salacious and somewhat you know graphic details, and this kind of stuff. How will that affect uh, um, you know Greitens' approval rating? How will that affect how people in Missouri feel about him? I think at last check, his uh, approval rating was at something like thirty-seven percent overall. Obviously, there's a big split there. It's like twelve percent Democrats and fifty-seven percent among Republicans. But um, one of the things that you know, if we are talking about moving forward and um, obviously, I would still probably put the odds of him being the governor in, you know, whether you put it a year, two years, pretty low, not great. But um, moving forward politically, you know, how do these accusations um, uh, move the needle in terms of the, the public in the state? From a strategic standpoint, does the woman, KS, does she have a – she clearly has a legal team, some representation. Mm-hmm. The only thing on the timing yeah. thing, um, from a – and this is me being a journalist and 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 speaking thinking conspiratorially. <laughs> uh, the one defined date that we knew was going to happen this week was uh, well, I guess there were two. Uh, was the the te- the te- the testimony in the special committee um, that that they've been reading, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing that probably her team knew that her testimony would be you know the read exact aloud. process mm-hmm. of it would be read aloud, 
Uh, and so maybe that was that interview was an attempt to get out in front uh, of that reading. Who mm-hmm. knows? I don't have any information. That because, and not to cut you off, because, you know, I've been listening to them reading uh, Greitens' attorneys question her. Um, you know, they already read them questioning her, but they read Greitens questioning her. And in some of her responses, and let me say this to preface, they interviewed her for a collective almost 15 hours, which is pretty long. Um But in some of her answers, she sounded unsure or uncertain, not talking about the picture specifically. But uh, I know literally before we came upstairs about um, like 30 minutes ago, they asked her, do you recall being nude and doing a pull up? And she said, I'm not sure. And so, like you said, it could be to get ahead. The timing is just interesting. Tell me what what happened in the computer tampering case. Yeah. So that was just the that was the first appearance. Uh. Which is, you know, procedural. The governor was not there, which is procedural and something like this. He he didn't have to be there uh, for this charge. I talked to Ed Dowd on the phone all week. And uh, one, in reference to the special prosecutor, uh, he said that, one, that there's no evidence, but he's happy that this uh, St. Louis circuit attorney is not associated with this. From, you know, that Monday announcement last week, They've been really big on just discrediting this prosecutor. So he says he's happy about that, about the computer tampering charge. He thinks, and they're already filing motions, he thinks because the Cole County, Jefferson City, Cole County prosecutor saw no um, crime, in his opinion, with the same evidence from the attorney general's office, he wants to ask the judge if this prosecutor doesn't see it as crime-worthy and how does the St. Louis prosecutor see it as crime-worthy? And so they want in this computer tampering case to either drop the charges or have a special prosecutor, which I think it would be a special prosecutor. Matt, you've mentioned a couple of times already the special investigative committee um, that's working as part of the impeachment uh, special session, which launched uh, last Friday, just a half hour after the regular session wrapped up. Um it's a little bit of a political show, a little bit, uh, of the eight and now ten member uh, committee. Uh, walk us through politically what they're being tasked to do, what they think they're supposed to be doing, uh, and how that process might play out uh, and where we're at. Yeah, so when you say it's a bit of a political show, I would, I would tend to agree with that assessment because it, what the committee has done so far, they've released a couple of reports that really say Eric Greitens did some stuff that's not great. Um, and now they are, um, you know, reading items into the record and, and um, uh, taking some uh, some testimony and this kind of stuff. But the the key piece in this committee would be if they brought the impeachment uh, articles to the House for a vote. That's the point at which, to me, it would become the the threat of impeachment would really become sort of tangible because until then. It really is a bit of a show. They they're you know sort of publicly uh, shaming the governor in a sense. I think that you know I think a lot of particularly Republicans in Jeff City would be much happier if he would have just resigned because it would have put this behind them. Uh, as it is now, even if they move to impeach, that's you're still looking at months and months because they have to uh, select the eminent jurists, the the seven uh, member panel who would actually conduct the trial stage and. Uh, if you look at a state like uh, Illinois with Governor Blagojevich, uh, they don't even have that eminent jurist stage, and it still took a couple of months. So, you know, we're still, even from the point we're in this special session now, which I think is, they had 30 days from May 18th, even from then, you're still looking at months and months um, before any type of move, uh, you know, before you could possibly be removed from office. 
No, I, I, I'm backing up what Matt said. It's going to take time. Don't expect this to be, you know, a TV movie where, you know, they reach a decision during the morning, a couple hours later, you know, he's out of office or something. This, this is going to be, be patient with this, folks. I mean, this is, there's so many things to keep track of. And if we're just talking about the session, you know, it's, it's going to take time, weeks, months before we get an answer as to whether, you know, Eric Greitens is going to stay in office or not. We've done a pretty good job on the pod about keeping it focused. Uh, Tom has referenced several times keeping it simple. Um, Go ahead and say it, Tom. <laughs> Keep it simple, folks. Uh, but is, is there, and, and Matt, this, this question is probably up your alley from, from a November standpoint. Um, there's a, a critically important uh, race uh, for the U.S. Senate here between uh, Claire McCaskill, the incumbent Democrat, and, and Republic, likely Republican challenger Josh Hawley. Uh, is there any effort among Republicans in Missouri to try and wrap this up so Hawley can have a free and clear path to, to challenge McCaskill? Well, I think that's why a lot of Republicans, particularly in Jeff City, would have been much happier if Eric Greitens had just resigned you know, two months ago because they could have kind of put this behind them. Um, you know, moved on with the lieutenant governor and 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 gone from there because now, you know, if, even if you move to impeach and you have that trial, that's pushing up against November. And you know, Josh Hawley and 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 a lot of Missouri Republicans are kind of in an interesting spot politically because when you do look at the numbers and okay, so he's got a thirty uh, Governor Greitens thirty seven percent overall approval rating, but fifty seven percent among Republicans. And you don't have to look too far; just go on the Facebook comments of any article or uh, video piece about Eric Greitens, and you'll see there are a lot of uh, Missouri Republicans who are very supportive of him and do feel, you know, as he's been putting out that this is a a witch hunt and fake news and it's a George Soros-funded conspiracy. And so, you know, particularly for Josh Hawley, it kind of put him in a – he's kind of in a – in a bit of a a tough spot politically there because, you know, he um, passed the the computer tampering information forward to – uh, St. Louis County uh, prosecutors, but um, you know, trying to sort of play that side of like he wants to be seen as I think an independent voice and somebody who isn't afraid to you know, speak truth to power and take down corruption. But at the same time, if you're a Republican in Missouri, there are a lot of uh, Republicans in Missouri who still support the governor. Matt, you just mentioned Mike Parson. Uh, there was an Associated Press story today. I forget where it was from. Uh, I forgot where he was. He was he was out and about on his by mo tour. Uh, but wherever he's at. He said he's ready to go as governor, should he be needed. Um, pretty interesting comments from him. He said that he hadn't been in contact with the governor for, for quite some time. Uh, Stephen, anything else we were able to glean from from that piece? Uh, um, not really. I mean, I, some people were making a joke of him saying that he's prepared, and they said, well, that's your job to be prepared. You're the lieutenant governor. Um, I've been doing some you know, research on, on his background as we you know mm-hmm. just prepare for every and any um, twist and turn that this process brings us. Um, he's a former sheriff. He's been in the Senate and the House. Uh, he he will actually be here next Friday. Um, no, this Friday. Correct correct myself. He's the keynote speaker at Chamber of Commerce uh, lunch. So I'm going to be there to see if uh, if he's more than prepared and has a, a, another comment. But I mean, he's been very quiet ever ever since the indictment happened. He is. What he made yesterday was the longest comment I've heard him say in reference to this investigation. He's played off. You know, he ran against the governor at first and dropped out and ran for lieutenant governor, got the most votes of any lieutenant governor in state history. Uh, I think he's just doing what he's told and just sitting on the sideline for this. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I remember when the indictment first came down against uh, Governor Eric Greitens, and, you know, we were in Jeff City trying to get any sort of comment, and 
two straight days, I went to his, uh, Lieutenant Governor's office asking for any sort of comment. And he didn't get very nice staff, but didn't get anything. And kind of like what Stephen was saying, he's been sitting on the sidelines for all this, as he should. I mean, he's the second in command. And, uh, you know, I, I don't expect us to get any sort of controversial comments from him. And I think the original comment, what started this conversation, was you were saying, you know, he's ready to go, you know, as lieutenant governor. And my reaction to that is, of course he is. I mean, that's his role is to be ready to go whenever. I mean, it's like a vice president sort of. He's a lieutenant governor. He's got to be ready to, you know, take over as governor if something ever came up. Um, I was always fascinated, too. I, I thought over on, I know this is kind of switching states to Kansas, but I uh, was talking about when Jeff Collier uh, became governor of Kansas, talking about his time as lieutenant governor. He still worked in the metro as a plastic surgeon when he was lieutenant governor. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, your role sort of, I guess, as lieutenant governor is just to be ready to go when something happens. Let's play a game of wild card, a wild card round. Um, next two weeks, uh, Matt, you, you see anything that, that might come out of right field uh, uh, that might – Turn this on its head. Um, so I, I guess the one thing that could always turn uh, any of these legal cases on, on on their heads is would be uh, you know any sort of motion that the Greitens team is is filing because that's what um, ultimately flipped everything last Monday. Right? Was that they had and some of these motions are sealed, so we don't see them until they happen. Was that they wanted to call Kim Gardner as a witness, um, and that kind of flipped everything and, and ended up with the the dismissal and now the special prosecutor. So I guess that would be the one thing that I am uh, I am staying tuned for. Obviously the uh, the special session is going to continue, but like right now that just seems to be um, sort of um, taking copious notes and putting things on the record. Um, it, it, so the other thing there would just be if this if they actually bring articles of impeachment, which. I, I don't necessarily see happening. So I guess the, the Greitens team, the Greitens legal team is what I'd be looking for in the next couple of weeks, see what they do. Steven? Uh, I think, I mean, the only thing I'm really looking forward to, I mean, the governor has said all along that he will testify. He was basically saying that, oh, well, I'll testify after this trial. That's not, you know, an excuse now. So I think in the next two weeks we'll hear from Governor Greitens, and I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, that panel is majority Republican, but – that really doesn't play a factor in this with his kind of tension with lawmakers. Um, the chair of the committee, Jay Barnes, has been uh, very interesting in uh, in his line of questioning. At every time that I've seen him question people since these open meetings has gotten a bit tense. So I think Governor Greitens being questioned by, I don't want to say his colleagues, but by people in the House will get tense. So I, that's my only thing that I'm looking forward to, that something that he may say may throw everyone off of something done over the next two weeks again here we go my weekly keep it simple folks uh but uh, just keep your eyes on jefferson city i know matt was kind of uh, backing that up too i mean the special session is unfolding right now this committee has expanded uh there's this moment where they're reading through all this testimony pay attention to this what's coming through with that you know this is the impeachment in my mind is what as far as over the next two weeks, we could see some developments as far as, you know, what this committee is finding and what they're doing. Obviously, you know, have Gene Peters Baker in the back of your mind, but going back to an early conversation here, that may take some time, but at the same time, if you see her name in the news with this Greitens case over the next two weeks, could be pretty interesting. Uh, Matt, procedurally, what's the next, the committee just continues to take testimony? 
Uh, yeah, and, and like I said, I, I, what I, the step that I'm looking for is if they actually bring articles of impeachment and bring that to a vote. That would be the, the step to me where I'd be, okay, there's a real chance of, of impeachment. One thing I wanted to say just quickly is I do think it's interesting that if you look at the ads that uh, Governor Greitens' uh, campaign has been putting out, uh, I, I do think it's interesting that the ads sort of say, like, this is a – a, a witch hunt by the liberals funded by George Soros and all this. But if you actually look at, okay, the super majority, three quarters in both mm-hmm. houses of the, the General Assembly, uh, to, to, to call the special session to consider impeachment, it's a Republican-led legislature, right? Mm-hmm. This is not uh, – there are you know con- con- numerous people on both sides of the aisle who are, are concerned with the, uh, with the governor's behavior. And just one last thing that I will say, uh, procedurally, um, so – if the special committee, you know, decides disciplinary action will be taken, we'll get like a day's notice per the rules and, and the thing. And also because the lawmakers have to travel from all corners of the state. So we'll have an advance notice. And then there will be a max 10-hour debate, um, five hours for both sides. And the majority party will get like the last 15 minutes. I, I hope they don't debate for 10 hours, but that will be all happening before any type of possible vote. It's noting, too, that uh, last time a Missouri state officer was removed from office, uh, that secretary uh, of state, Judy Moriarty, was a Democrat, and the state was controlled by Democrats. So it's not unprecedented for the party in the majority to remove one of their own from office. I think that as you may. If we got those impeachment proceedings, we haven't had to do an emergency podcast yet. That might qualify uh, to do one. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, on the latest edition of 41 Files uh, for this week. Uh, thanks again to Matt Harris, uh, political science professor at Park University. Uh, and Stephen Dial, as always, a fountain of information. Tom Dempsey, uh, reporter uh, on the phone today, uh, equally as, uh, as informative. Guys, thanks for joining us. Make sure you tell your friends to, uh, to subscribe, and we'll see you next week on 41 Files Podcast.